The Contenders is a proud member of the Cage Club Podcast Network. For other great shows about movies and pop culture, go visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. We're talking about three-engine hags versus the 20th century. How bad can it be? When the sun comes up, we have dust. So for three centuries, I guarded the house on All Hallows Night when I knew some airhead virgin might light that candle. Prepare to die! Again. Welcome to The Contenders, the show about the movies made by and starring women who refuse to play by the rules. I'm Aislinn Addington. And I'm Tobin Addington. And oh boy, we are going to step on some people's nostalgia today as we talk about Hocus Pocus from 1993. Aislinn, you had never seen Hocus Pocus before, had you? I had never seen Hocus Pocus before, um, but I was aware I could picture the poster. Mm. I could picture um, a lot, not a lot, but plenty of Sarah Jessica Parker's little wacky bits just <laughs> yeah, from yeah. commercials and osmosis. Like I understand it's a hole in my nostalgia, uh-huh. um, but no, I had never seen it. Had you seen it before? I had not like you. I was familiar with it more as a, like a pre meme meme, mm-hmm. you know, like I knew clips or I knew, like I knew the image. If, if you show me a picture of Bette Midler or Kathleen Jimmy or, or Sarah Jessica Parker in their costumes, I would, I could tell you that was Hocus Pocus, but I had <laughs> never, never circled around to see it. Um, and boy, when I told some students at, uh, uh, in class today that I was going to be talking about this movie, the, like a third of them, two thirds of them, their eyes just lit up and they're, Oh, I watch that every year. <laughs> like It's just this sort of, you you know, um, something rising from them. And I, yeah. I kind of shuddered. So <laughs> at, I say to all those folks, thanks for pres- prescribing. Thanks for subscribing. Stay yes. tuned. Yes. <laughs> um, well, there'll be another episode for you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Keep subscribed. Don't hold it against us that that hard. <laughs> yeah. But you know where to find Tobin on Twitter. So <laughs> Yes, you do. <laughs> um, Tobin, uh. did you happen to find... Um, any bits of film history about this? I have a few. You can find all kinds of things out about this movie, it turns out. There are all kinds of sort of trivia lists online about this movie since it has become kind of a cult classic. Not kind of. It's become a cult classic uh, and uh, and a big nostalgia movie. And the um, – but the two that the two that stuck out for me, one is that um, the story goes that Bette Midler was originally offered the lead role in Sister Act, which – as we all know, went on to star Whoopi Goldberg. And, With supporting um, actress Kathy and Jimmy. The story was that she was offered Sister Act and turned it down. And uh, then Sister Act comes out in 1992 and just does amazingly well. It's a huge success. And so some combination of Disney saying, okay, what do you want to do now, Bet And Bet saying, oh, okay, gosh, I better get on one of these Disney movies. And she makes this movie kind of as a, they sort of give it to her uh, or have her do it kind of as a, I don't know, like makeup for that, I guess. Hmm. Uh, which, oh boy, I'm not sure that Sister Act would have worked as well with Bette Midler in the lead role. It really changes that movie. Sure. Um, but I would kind of like to see Whoopi Goldberg in this movie, which we could get to uh, <laughs> later on. <laughs> the other bit of uh, trivia is that this is a Kenny Ortega film. Kenny Ortega is probably... 
probably most famous for the high school musical movies, Mm -hmm. which have been covered on uh, another Cage Club podcast um, about uh, what's his name? High school slumber party. Oh, Zach no. Efron, Zach Attack. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Zach Attack. I'm Zach Attack. Want to do that right, again right. so it's not messy? No, I don't mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, Joey. <laughs> um, uh, but the other thing, the thing that's most important, I think, for us, especially for you, is that this movie, Hocus Pocus, was Kenny Ortega's directorial follow-up to Newsies. And to that, I have to say, they can't all be winners. <laughs> um, yes, as as you and everyone who knows me should know, I am a huge Newsies fan. Um, I would just like to add that um, Kenny Ortega was uh, on the choreography team for Dirty Dancing, if not the lead choreographer. Oh, um, interesting. And so that kind of then goes back into a little bit Newsies, but also the high school musicals um, and, you know, had done films and then for a while was directing TV, mm-hmm. um, often as Kenneth Ortega. Oh, there's a lot of Gilmore Girls episodes. Yeah. Huh, um, huh. And so I don't know if that was uh, what what type of choice that was. I haven't heard him discuss it. But um, but Kenny Ortega has been a thread through my life. Um, so it's just <laughs> further illustrated here. The tapestry is complex. If people want to hear more about this movie, there there is at least one 25th anniversary retrospective Q&A available on YouTube, which I could not quite sit through. But you can if you if you have a, a real deep love of this movie where they all talk about how much they enjoyed making this movie and well, love good. that it's, a, it's found its audience. So that is out there for you if you'd like to learn more. As a fan of so many things that were not – considered successful or maybe not considered good, but then find an audience. I'm thinking um, Empire Records, Mm. Hackers, Newsies, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I do. I love that that is the narrative they're going with and that there, there is so much joy surrounding this movie. um, Mm -hmm. Even if you and I don't find it. Um, yes, I, I, I honor other people's nostalgia, even if it is not my own. Exactly. And I think mm-hmm. that's a lesson a lot of people could take from us if we wanted to be luxury <laughs> about it. Yes, which apparently we do. Uh, today I do. In the meantime, can I tell you about some of the women involved in this piece? Please. All right. Lead actors include Bette Midler, Kathy Jimmy, Sarah Jessica Parker, Thora Birch, and Vanessa Shaw. Producer, Bonnie Bruckheimer. All right. Um, Tobin, would you please uh, tell us what this movie is about? (laughs) Here's my brief plot rundown. A teenage kid named Max, who's newly moved to Salem, Massachusetts, inadvertently or maybe advertently summons back from the grave three somewhat bumbling witches, giving them one last chance to drink the essence of a child and thereby live forever. With the help of his crush, Allison, Max must save his little sister, escape the witches, and make it through Halloween night so the sun can turn the witches to stone or to dust or to stone and then to dust. I have a weird thing that happened related to this movie. Um, besides watching it, <laughs> besides watching it, I was um, found myself overwhelmed with current events and um, needed a break. And so I re-listened to um, an old "How Did This Get Made?" and I was listening. Mm-hmm. Which I love, and I've talked about on the podcast before. Um, yeah. And it was the Sleepwalkers 
episode, which was a 1992 movie and was, as I understand, the um, only uh, or one of two Stephen King ones that was uh, not based on a book that was just made for a film. Mm. And in that, these alien creatures need um, to find virgin women to suck the life force out of in order to stay young forever. And so I believe the director of that wrote this or the director of that directed this. I think the director of that wrote this sort of like, ah. Is it Mick Garris? Say again. Is it Mick Garris? So yes, Mick Garris (laughs) was a strange connection. And it just, I thought it was magical, if you will, that I happened to be listening to that (laughs) podcast between having watched Hocus Pocus and recording Hocus Pocus yes. to make that little mm-hmm. connection about um, virginal life force, which is the name of my memoirs. <laughs> the, uh, the, well, it's funny because the mic uh, uh, where I, where my mind went as this whole, especially kind of the sort of, I mean, for the time, maybe they weren't crude, but uh, our eyes now crude special effect as the life force is, is sucked out of the, um, the Puritan girl back in this great, and when I say great, I'm being sarcastic, Mm -hmm. this great olden days Salem sequence. I love a pirate blouse. (laughs) Yes. Um, But it reminded me of the dark crystal uh, where there is some essence sucking in, in that movie uh, that I always found so sinister. Uh, And, and does this, this movie is maybe not going for sinister. I suppose that may not be the point, but um, yeah. Sucking the life essence. uh, One of my issues um, is tone. (laughs) Um, And, and consistency in tone, um, mm-hmm. which is not not that you can't have uh, a whimsical or a bumbling or what have you character in an otherwise serious piece, but I guess I don't know what their intention was. Right, right. And that's not clear to me um, based on this. Um, it, it feels to me like there's a... And and maybe part of his knowing that Mick Garris was involved. Like, I feel like there was kind of, there's probably a dark horror movie uh, version that then got rewritten right. to be a comedy version. And so there's that there are elements in of, the beginning. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh, of Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy to Jimmy in their sort of in, in, in full sort of goof mode. Yeah. So, yeah. So here's why I was disappointed. I know that, like I said um, in the opening, I know the poster. I know the what they show um, in the little teasers on Freeform when they're going to show it all day, um, <laughs> etc. So I was looking forward to, you know, the Three Stooges witches thing. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to see these three actresses play. And there's just very little of that. For yeah. what I guess just my expectation was, um, or for what we sort of give the film credit for, um, it, it reminds me of um, another television show I love um, called "I'm Sorry." That's Andrea Savage's show, and um, there's an episode where they she shows her five year old "Sound of Music" because she'd reminded of it and mm. showed it to her, and then it's like, "Wow, there's a lot of Nazis in this." 
Like the whole fucking house is all Nazis. And how do you explain that to a child? But like, I felt a little bit like that here of God, there's just a lot of wandering around and trying to convince people there's something wrong. And there's not as much playful witches as, as I felt like I had been promised. Right. And that gets to the idea that this is the first movie that really violates our sort of rules about this podcast, which is that the protagonist is not a woman and the director is not a woman. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that from the – I mean, obviously, we could – I could have done a little bit more (laughs) research. (laughs) Um, uh, It is, I guess, maybe an iconic – there are are iconic female performances for better or for worse in here. But it, we are sort of – we are dancing around the edge of what our original mandate was. Right. For me, the main reason that this movie doesn't work is it's, it's a shitty movie. Sure. Um, and, and you know, it could have been a horror movie it, or it could have been a funny, campy movie. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, I love the idea of your version where we are with these witches and they are maybe they, – I think they could be both bumbling and scary. Like you, you don't have to choose mm-hmm. – um, but you, but but that has to be clear. The rules have to be clear. Right. Sometimes bumbling can be scary, but I, I never knew from moment to moment which they were going to be, and so they sort of were neither for me. Absolutely agreed. Um, before we go too far from our our charge, like you say, which was mm-hmm. um, uh, protagonists um, and or um, directors, and true, we have mm-hmm. neither. I want to shout out who I think was the best in both acting and character. Okay. I, I have a, I, okay. I'm so curious if we have wrote down the same person. So I'm ready. I'm ready. It's obviously Thora Birch. Yes. Yes. And yes. For, for totally. little sisters everywhere. <laughs> I found, I found her to be authentic. Um, and, uh, um, riveting is not the word I want, but, um, you know, watchable as they say, I don't like it when people mm-hmm. say that, but I just said it. Um, and and just uh, I was with her on her adventure, um, yeah. and and if she wasn't there, I didn't care about Max. Absolutely. Um, and <laughs> and then the other thing you mentioned, which ties into Thorbridge, then is you said you know we need to know the rules, and there is one mm-hmm. rule that I know, and that is a virgin has to light the candle. <laughs> Yes. Well, so funny. So I was, I was 20 minutes into this movie when you texted me and you, you had this joke in your text that was like, I'm, I'm confused. Is Max a virgin? Um, and, and, and I, at the time had only heard that referenced once in the movie. And so I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting. We're going to find out if there's some subversive thing where he's actually not a virgin. That's going to become a thing. And then, no, no, no. It's just that over and over, they make it so abundantly clear. And I mean, I love, I feel like that is, um, a very nineties Mm-hmm. emphasis and trope and we don't have time today to get into all the reasons why that may or may <laughs> not be true again or still mm-hmm. um i think it's very different now i think the discussions that um sort of we're having or that um teen um media is bringing forward or do not have that same emphasis mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. The exception, you know, I'm sure people can tell me all the exceptions of the world. One exception, I just watched Blockers, um, and that had oh, a yeah. very virginity thing. But I'm thinking, you know, American Pie, which I know is fringes. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the horror movie that you and I watched as kids where you had to read from a book, like you had to read Latin, and a virgin had to read it, 
and there's a hot teen girl and she's reading it and like the demons aren't going away. So then like the little sister has to read it. You know what I'm talking about? Like the old man is whispering in her ears. It feels like Donald Sutherland, but it's not. um, Oh, uh, listeners, tell us what this movie is. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I totally do. It's like it's there's a Goonies quality to it, right? Like it's it's not Goonies, but it has that kind of. um, Yeah, like that era wanted to be that, except for there were these three cartoon witches in it. Yes, right. And a cartoon cat, which, by the way, I had to watch (laughs) die twice. And so I'm really upset about that. You know, how I feel. Um, So, okay, yes, it's a shitty movie. And yes, there are not enough women being powerful if you will i don't know um Mm. but let's talk about the performances of the three leads for a second um i wrote very early on here there are some strong choices being made (laughs) yes yes this feels like a movie where the director is not directing the actors and so the actors are left to their own devices to kind of do Mm. whatever they want Mm -hmm. which is in some ways a, a good instinct if they're all in the same movie but yeah there were some I'm curious um, if we could start uh, with Kathy and Jimmy. Who do you know uh, I love? The, who I know you love. Who I know you love. In the first, I would say, 40 minutes of this movie has a strange like lip mm-hmm. thing where she, her shirt – like she has like a, like, a, like a lazy lip yeah. or something. Um, and I found that um, st- a strange choice. I found that I, – I mean, yeah, I found that a, a strong choice. Um, I also felt like sometimes she was barking and or growling. But not enough to make me wonder, but not consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Yes, yes, yes. So mm-hmm. that confused me. I don't want to crap on the makeup department, um, but I felt like the old to young wasn't – because they're making such choices and they're sort of so overly made up anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get a strong thing of that. I guess Sarah Jessica, I did, um, because she is younger, sort of plays younger than than Bette Midler for me. I don't know their ages, yeah. but um, so that part didn't really work—the old and the young bit. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I think Sarah Jessica is doing the best she can. She, but she's also mm-hmm. made very yeah. confused. She has very little to do. She's the horny one? Question mark. I my third note, fourth note on the page is SJP keeps clutch, clutching her chest. Right? Is it because she's a everything that happened excited yeah. because she's young again? Like, is it? Did she get a new rack with her new face? I had this thing where I f- feel very empathetic toward performers when they are um, – <laughs> I don't want to say humiliating themselves. That's too strong a word. But when they're when they're, when they're they're not being supported mm-hmm. um, and um, are, and they're flailing a little bit. And the a lot of this movie, is, especially with the witches, was making me sweat mm-hmm. a little bit like because it made me very uncomfortable, not because of the subject matter or because of the images, but because it felt like – and I'm thinking about Sarah Jessica Parker. If people want to see an actor who has been given nothing to do, who's not been giving any, given any kind of a clear character mm-hmm. and then is, is just doing anything she can to be in the scene, like just to, to find something to play right. – I, she, she, I, that's how I felt about her in this in this movie. That's much more um, empathetic than 
or deeper into the empathy than than I was there, which, you know, arguably <laughs> I'm generally, you know, the empathetic one. So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad for the turn. I um, <laughs> and then I think, I mean, they're all in that way underused, but I think mm-hmm. that Midler yep. is also making choices, but underused to me. I mean, it just, I just, after this movie, I really wanted to go watch a Bette Midler movie. I wanted to watch mm-hmm. Beaches. Mm-hmm. I wanted to watch The Rose. Is that the, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I really yeah. wanted to watch First Wives Club <laughs> because <laughs> there, you know, there we see transformations without special effects. And also Sarah Jessica Parker, although mm-hmm. so- in an antagonistic cameo, if you will. But given more to do at least. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, Arguably, she might have said the same line. I'm beautiful. Boys will love me in uh-huh, First Wives right. Club. Um, right. So I don't I don't so much fault her for that. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah. have a bigger picture beef with this movie. Oh, good. Yes. Tell us. Um, and I'm not an expert. I'm not a historian. But <laughs> <laughs> for for my understanding – um, a lot of the, you know, Salem, East Coast, um, pilgrimy witches history mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. about what this podcast is about. Strong yes. women who break the rules. And then the <laughs> yep. dire consequences of that, which we saw then in arguably, you know, uh, physically more brutal ways maybe. Um, but there are mm-hmm. certainly life altering and ruining consequences of that now as well. Um, if you stand up and break the rules, um, you will, there will, right. you will be, right. um, you know, cut down for it. Um, so for me, and I'm not saying you can't have funny witches because when we get to the game, I will remind you of some funny witches, <laughs> but to have it in <laughs> Salem and to have it. Yeah. I don't know. It just kept irking me that there's not there's nothing to that there's nothing redeeming about them or like they were always in ren fair costumes even mm-hmm. when they were mm-hmm. in that time and i think that's mm-hmm. a wasted opportunity and again i'm glad for like a whimsical children's story but it's, this was just shitty and and offensive to me in that mm-hmm. way of mm-hmm. of buying into uh, it's close enough to the history that they should have known better. That's what I'm trying to right. say. Exactly. Yeah, it makes the history history fart feel, feel cheap. Yeah. Like they just oh Salem's witches. Let's put let's do, put it there. I had as my sixth note on the page. <laughs> how badly should this be Thora Birch's movie? Oh my God, if, yeah. If you want to tell the kids movie mm-hmm. version, then have this kid summon these crazy witches and have give them an adventure that starts um, not serious and gets more serious or horrific as that it goes, right? like, or scary. And, and, and maybe because she's the only real character in the mm-hmm. movie. Um, and, and partly I suppose maybe because she's the, a child actor. So she's just, she's playing the reality of the moment and everybody else is trying to camp it up to one degree or another mm-hmm. sort of un, unsupported by the direction. 
but I think if they, if they had done that and then, yeah, put, don't put it in Salem then. Don't, don't attach it exactly. to real witches, but have it be a sort of, you know, a genie story, right? Like, be careful what you wish for. I wish, I wish I was a witch. I wish I had witches. I wish mm-hmm. whatever. And then wishes show up and it seems great. And then things, things turn ugly and they actually want your essence. Like, and you could still have all the funny stuff and all the parent stuff. You keep, and give, keep, keep a big, a big brother and all that kind of stuff if you wanted to. But it would have been, I think, um, a, a, a smarter way to sort of orient the movie. Now, maybe they were scared. I may not be giving it enough, that, uh, 1993 enough credit. Maybe they were scared if they had a female protagonist, a, a girl in uh, as at the center of the movie, a little girl with then these three women witches as her sort of sidekicks would, would quote unquote, would, you know, w- were they worried that boys wouldn't go to the movie then sure. you know, as a kid's well, movie? When did we, I don't know. Um, when did we get Casper with Christina Ricci? Because I think of Thora Birch and Christina Ricci as in the same. So that's 1995. Mm. So two years later, yeah. we have a yeah. um, young woman protagonist. And and I don't I don't want to say that that movie is is great. It's been a long time, so I don't want to you know stuff yeah. me back. Well, it's but, a good point. It's a good point. But the yeah. ghosts, there were funny and cute things about them, but there were also very scary things about them. And, and so that just did that a lot better. Um, you mentioned the yeah. parents. I have two, I have two things <laughs> about the family. That's just like, I'm sorry. What one is love a little sister. Um, but I'm sorry, hiding in the brother's closet. Mm-hmm. That is dangerous. I wouldn't hide <laughs> in the closet of a 14 year old boy. Just saying. No, it also, he comes home dreaming of this girl and like, Hugs his pillow. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is obviously yeah, we are. Yeah. They're not going to have him, you know, jerking off in the it was thing. Very but awkward for me I because mean. I knew that's what he was doing. Um, <laughs> yes. So I that made me uncomfortable. Um, but she was great at every. I think at every time. I have no no critique of Birch in this film. Totally top notch. Um, were the parents at a swingers party? <laughs> If they were, it was a swingers party at City Hall. Right. So it was a very weird, like walk of shame sort of situation. Well, I, my I think what has happened is that the witches cursed them <gasps> to dance until they died. There was something in the song. Okay. When the witches show up, that says, "Now you will dance till you die," and gotcha. they and so I think they were unable to stop until the witches died. So they all kind of stumble uh, out. Okay. Like, Sorry. Yeah. Full disclosure: the um, DVD I got from the Red Box. Uh, stopped on the party scene and I had to forward to the next chapter. So I missed, yeah. I was really disappointed. I was like, Oh, finally, Bette Midler's going to sing. Yeah. Um, and so I did miss the second half of that scene. Apologies to our listeners. Um, maybe yeah. we should just call off this whole episode because I missed that part of the scene. <laughs> Too late. Too late. Um, we're talking about women. We're talking about little sisters. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Yabos. Yes, please. That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> oh God! Which, I, my, can I? So my so I knew. So I had a strong suspicion mm-hmm. through the early scene in Salem in the in the olden days in ye old Salem, and then you know as the, as we're in the present and we're with our protagonist Max, who we don't have to talk a lot about because he's well, he's a, a virgin. There. So <laughs> he's a virgin, but he has this he has this line where he gives. Allison, his number in class, oh, and and his line is in case Jimmy Jimmy Hendrix shows up tonight. Here's my number because they're talking about it's being Halloween and the dead and yeah. the dead rising, but it has nothing to do with anything. Like there's no Jimmy Hendrix anywhere near this movie except that he's dead, right? I mean, yeah. that's, there's it, it was I it was clear to me then that there was 
um, I think jokes are going to be played for the moment, not for character or consistency right. or tone or also like taste one of those where adults are writing for teens. Yeah, because also right. What fourteen-year-old right. boy who's new in town is going to write his number down for the hottest yeah. cabos in the room? And if he would, that's a real specific character choice, and mm-hmm. that character is not Max. No, it is not Max. Um, it is not Max. I. I have us up to – we're at literally halfway through my notes because I did not <laughs> write a lot down at some point. I, it was just all eye rolls and um, stretching. Um, <laughs> you know, a virgin lit, lights the candle. We hear that a few mm-hmm. times. Um, but in that scene, when um, Max lights the candle, which mm-hmm. summons the witches because he's a virgin, this is, should be mm-hmm. our new drinking game. And it should have been in watching this movie last night, let me tell you, but sadly it was not. Um, Thora Birch is the first one who stands up. Like, so the witches come back, they're all hiding. So again, I think if we are searching for a strong woman who breaks the rules, we Mm -hmm. find it in Thora Birch. And I'm only saying that so that I feel like it's worthwhile that we're doing this episode. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. So I was, um, impressed sorry i couldn't read my own note um but i (laughs) i just have after that that she stands up first that girl um girls save the day um yeah just girls save the day in this movie Mm -hmm. um and Mm -hmm. then there's zombies doug jones doug jones yeah yeah so tell us who doug jones is Okay, so Doug Jones is a is a, um, an actor who is most famous for playing um, c- characters like this, where he is in like in sort of full body costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the water creature in The Shape of Water uh, and other Guillermo del Toro movies, where he's dressed up in in um, you know like like full full body costume and is is a. Um, the Hellboy movies, um, he finds w- wonderful ways to uh, act through um, uh, like makeup. Yeah, yeah prosthetics. Um, he's on the Star Trek Discovery TV show now. Um, uh, yeah, he's, he's done a lot of stuff, and again, off, often in sort of um, co- heavy costume. And so he has a very uh, – I mean he doesn't get to show it off much here. Mm-hmm. But he has uh, – his physicality is – he's tall, he's lanky, he's kind of rubbery, but he knows how to you know use his body to sort of to, – to, to communicate things in ways that he will do much. I, I, I just love that he was uh, – that we're seeing an early – Yeah, sort, it was like the bud of, of, Jones. of Doug Jones that will yeah. turn into the Pan's Labyrinth and um, – Right, right, the fun. And, yeah, and yeah. all that. And so that was – to me, it's it's not – I guess quite the same, but um, it's parallel to me to like Andy Circus, who was doing stuff for a long time mm. before mm. anyone really yeah. knew his name. I mean, people knew his name, but before he had sort of <laughs> yes. wide, who's that man? Yeah, widespread name rec- 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 recognition. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> on around the bend um, before he had name recognition, but now. Uh, you know, you say Andy Serkis, yeah. you know who that is. I feel like that's happening for Doug Jones. Yeah, it, finally. Yeah, exactly. Finally. That was so, fun so to see. That was, that was fun. Um, 
Can the I tell you my favorite joke? Can I tell you the, the best joke tell in the movie? <laughs> like, I'm so ready for this. The only, the only joke that I thought over that really honestly, I thought, oh, wow, that's, that's funny. There's, so the witches are, um, uh, have, are sort of out walking Salem and it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. So their crazy outfits don't stand out so much. And they're somehow not able to tell that the children in costumes are children. So they're seeing like just masses of kids. I don't know how many kids live in Salem, but they are all on this street. And there's, uh, you get a shot of this little girl in an angel costume and she looks up yeah. and says, bless you. And Catherine and Jimmy just screams like she's <laughs> terrified for her life. Like she's going to be devoured by this being. And that made me laugh. I thought that's, that's good. That's that, that, that some, something funny happened there. I, I enjoyed that bit as well. Um, it reminded me of, of a, a Halloweeny camp tropey thing that I like a lot better. Um, which is God. I'm so I'm going to be inadequate here. I'm going to say second season Buffy rather than first, but it was early Buffy. They're still at Buffy Vampire Slayer, the TV show. They're still mm-hmm. in high school and there's a, a sinister um, human opens a costume shop where at a certain time on Halloween, when the spell is on, you turn into whatever your costume was. Ooh, great idea. So all these little kids that are monsters yeah. and whatever are running around actually monsters. That's great. And you know, Buffy, who is the vampire slayer, wanted to be like a Victorian princess or something. And so mm-hmm. she's just incapacitated. Um, and anyway, and so that that made me think think of that because the witches were sort of playing that playing in right. that in that universe for a yeah, second. Yeah. And then that's where we get the weirdest cameos of yes. Gary and Penny Marshall because <laughs> yes. they think he's the devil. And are they playing husband and wife in this brother, sister, it Penny Marshall? Like it does seem that way, doesn't it? <laughs> so we can expect that in our careers, I guess. <laughs> I suppose so. Uh, maybe this movie's a lot kinkier than we thought it was. Yeah, between the swingers party and the <laughs> yes, and and the brother the, sister, the the incestual martial siblings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the policeman. Yeah, the, 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 the one thing in that Penny Marshall scene, like the only note I had there is you, you do not fuck with Penny Marshall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it made me very excited to do a league of their own, which we'll have to do in, in the spring and baseball season. Yeah. Yes. Such a good. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of. Wow. Let's just talk about that for an hour, please. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, the policeman gives him shit about his virginity. Yeah. It turns mm-hmm. out not a policeman, mm-hmm. but still like an adult stranger i don't know maybe i don't live in the same world that everyone else does um there was a bit of um uh what i I guess i would say crazy feminist justice which is a segment i'm starting on this podcast (laughs) i love it um when the bullies who were grotesque in many Mm -hmm. ways um Mm -hmm. called them ugly chicks Mm -hmm. then they were caged in their home their dead their yeah. lair thank you um and so for that that i was like well <laughs> what do you got when you piss off some witches um but then that part of that max didn't save them no i like, know they he just, he just took his shoes. there <laughs> yeah. and that really bothered me because he's our protagonist thora birch would not no have Mm-mm. left them there um Mm-mm. And maybe he comes back later after he's, you know, gotten more mm-hmm. of Allison's yabos. But 
Um, in the meantime, <laughs> that was really unsatisfying to me because I, mm-hmm. I wanted him to take the high road and, yeah. but he didn't, um, he didn't, uh, there's a talking cat in this movie. Yeah. Like a, like a part CGI talking cat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or special effects anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is not uncommon in witchy things, right? Sabrina, mm-hmm. the teenage yeah. witch. Right. Others, perhaps. Um, um, the, the, the place where I realized I would really, really like where I really came to detest this movie mm-hmm. is there's a very um, sort of under the breath fat shaming joke to Thor mm-hmm. Birch. I think it's, isn't it uh, Bette Midler who says like, there's lots of you to eat or something. Like she makes yeah. some comment, they're going to eat her and there's lots of you, you know, you've, you're well fed or something. It's I, I, and oh, especially since again, as we've said, Thor Birch is like <laughs> the hero of this movie <laughs> that, that um, I just like, Oh God, this is just, this is not, this is not for me. This yeah, is not no, for me. It's indeed not for me. And there's yeah, a lot of sort of one dimensional low hanging fruit. And um, I think uh a, a, a male gaze in terms of mm-hmm. what these women would talk about or care about or yes um, totally you know what direction they they would go with things so that's yeah though i mean the whole thing is just real unsatisfying um <laughs> to, to me uh i liked the cat but he died twice that's not great and the accent was rough <laughs> yes, it was yes um <laughs> i did and then um so just doug jones that so the part i'm thinking about the end of the movie um mm-hmm. that zombie turns out to be their friend because mm-hmm. he hates bat midler mm-hmm. and there's some but but that's again it's there's like misdirected something there because he was in a relationship with one sister and then cheated on the one sister with the other sister I don't know. It just seemed like I don't know. I don't know either. But I'm I was disappointed on so many levels, and I think I'm just gonna have to watch a Bette Midler movie, and then maybe <laughs> Footloose get me some classic SJP. Yes, yes. Um, over the weekend because it just uh, for something that was given that it, there is so much excitement and nostalgia around. Yeah. Um, it just is not my channel. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm going to need to watch something to rinse this from my brain. Mm-hmm. And um, look, there's good nostalgia and there's bad nostalgia. And there are things I'm nostalgic for, movies that I know are not good. Right. And, and, and you know, I still – nostalgia on real bad. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, to I, I recognize that revisiting this movie that – I don't think anyone thinks is a great movie, but that people really enjoy. Uh, maybe maybe people do. If they do think it's a great movie, then we, we have more to say. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm clear – I clearly did not see this when I was seven, you know, and, right. it, and, and it didn't hit me at a time before I was, and I'm, and quite frankly, I'm glad because I think <laughs> the messages in this movie are mixed at best and, you know, off putting at worst. Um, I, the, the, what watching this movie made me think is that, so we decided we wanted to do some, you know, some Halloween movies right. for, but um, not movies that scared Iceland too much. Right. And so and and I began to make a list of movies that were scary, but were much more interesting oh, in terms of female please. protagonists. So I feel like I what maybe we'll and, and, and this is usually a conversation we'd have off mic, but I'm going to put it on mic today to say that I wonder if we should think about in the future doing one really scary Halloween movie okay. a year. OK. In, in you know, because we could do, you know, either the first Halloween or the new one that's coming out. 
The Witch, Hereditary, The Babadook, all these movies that are mm-hmm. just recent movies yeah. that that are interested in gender and interest, or at least deal with gender in, in, in more interesting ways and have much stronger female. Like there's a there's a growing trend of mm-hmm. you know female centric horror movies that end up being about or Mama, that movie Mama with Jessica Chastain, right. um, that I think you, they would be scary, but they would be, they would be, they would give us more to, more to digest. I'm not, Absolutely. I'm not upset no, that I'll we be, did this movie. Yeah. yeah. I am. Um, I'll, I'm, I'm, de- I'm definitely down for that. Um, and what I would suggest, because I, something that I don't even know if you know about me. Oh, tell me. I have an aversion to holiday themed episodes. Like I don't go back to oh. the Christmas episode of anything. I just I don't uh-huh. know what it is. I just don't. I have Christmas movies or and holiday movies that I enjoy, um, mm-hmm. and that I I watch um, you know year after year. But on the whole, like the genre of mm-hmm. Christmas movies, I don't like. Uh-huh. Um, so uh-huh. maybe we'll watch our scary movie at Christmas. Oh, and fun. our holiday. Fun. I mean, I know we have we have a couple of things planned uh, as we approach, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but for like end of December, we could do our Ooh, scary yeah. episode. Oh, Maybe I like that there's idea. other people yeah. like me who at that point will be really tired of the Christmas episode of XYZ. So Right. And and we could watch it watch it together. We too. could. That would help Eisen like, a lot. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um yeah. so Tobin, before we finish this god awful <laughs> conversation um yes. would you like to play a game i would l- I've, I've been waiting okay. for this I'm game so glad tonight's game is entitled which witch <laughs> how do you do this someone uh, the other day called you the the quiz master oh, i don't know I what it. okay I- I've been trying to find, I think it was Mike Manzi called you that. I, mean, I don't know what to call, I don't know what the title should be, but for now you're the quiz master oh, and maybe you. people want to write to us and come up with, a, or you have a different idea of a name, but um, I love, I love these games. Okay, I'm, so I'm ready. So, which, 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 um, <laughs> like Pi Share, um, please go ahead and um, get involved on, on Twitter. You're welcome to um, play with the questions I have coming up, which, uh, you know, you'll see soon or come up with your own and hashtag which which um, <laughs> to let us know you're playing. So I will give you a pairing okay. of, um, in this case, film witches. We could also do right. TV for our Twitter players, but I do these all film. And you tell me which will prevail in a particular scenario. Now, I have not picked a um, a fight. Okay. I run a a missionally nonviolent organization. So um, you're going to need to listen to the whole question because okay. each scenario is different. Okay. Okay. This isn't just like who would win. This is, these are this specific who would prevail things are trying in to in different scenarios. It'll become clear. Got it. Okay. 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 I'm ready. So Winifred Sanderson, the character played by Bette Midler mm-hmm. versus the wicked witch of the West from the wizard of Oz. Okay. If they were survivor contestants. Who would win? <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, which which? Okay, I I think that um, I think that the wicked witch of the West would be so conniving that she would win. And I I can't imagine. Although I don't know, 
Winifred Sanderson, uh, Sanderson would probably be really good TV, so they might want to keep that's her on. True. But I'm going to say The Wicked Witch of the West. I, that's I, I think you just she was she she would um yeah she would be too too wily. Mm-hmm. I I agree with you, so I'll give you a point. You can have a ding for that. Okay. Um, my reasoning is that, and I have watched. Twelve and a half seconds of a Survivor episode one. Um, <laughs> yes. This is all just going off cultural osmosis, but um, that's about the same as much as I have seen. Yeah, they are so often outside. Um, mm. The Wicked Witch of the West is covered up and has a hat. <gasps> yeah, I think mm-hmm. Winifred would um, like heat stroke herself out of the competition because she's <laughs> she's very yes. fair skinned and she's mm-hmm. got all mm-hmm. like her yabos are out. Um, yep. and I so apologize for continuing that joke. Um, please everyone. Forget it comes from, it comes from the movie. If you've not the seen movie. the movie. This is good. And I believe it's Thora Birch's line yes. in the movie. I just can't help it right now in context. It's okay. <laughs> but when they pull this clip yeah. for, um, you know, my lifetime achievement award for being good, a good <laughs> yes. person, this is not going to go well. Um, quiz, quiz master yeah. achievement award. So, yeah. okay. So I agreed with you on that one. So we'll give you, we'll give okay. you a point. Okay. Next up. Uh, Sarah Sanderson, which is Sarah Jessica Parker's uh, character in this film, versus Jillian Owens, who's the name of the character Nicole Kidman played in, um, you know, an Iceland favorite from uh, the late, late 90s, Practical Magic. <laughs> and I understand, Tobin, you're not familiar, as familiar with that piece as I am, but Nicole Kidman in Practical Magic versus Sarah Jessica Parker in this film... Who would prevail in a spelling bee? Oh, oh, um, oh my gosh, that is actually good. I, I think I, I think I would go with uh, the practical magic witch. Mm-hmm. Um, and why though? Why would my, I think because Sarah Jessica Parker, the Sarah witch, Sarah Sanderson, just can't seem to keep focus on anything for more than about two seconds, and has to be sort of. So unless she had Winifred there to help her, mm-hmm. I think it would have to be the uh, Nicole Kidman character. I, what, what, what about I you? I agree. What do you think? I think that um, she would just, as we heard, like a lot of her jokes were just repeating, 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 repeating. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that she could get through it. And perhaps that is something that she needs to look into with a speech language pathologist that might be um, a, a, a symptom <laughs> of something that she has going on. Mm-hmm. So I encourage her to, to reach out for interventions there. Um, okay. Animated category. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Ursula of the Little Mermaid. Sea Witch. The Sea Witch versus, now, okay, here's where we're sliding one in. Um, the evil queen from Snow White, but who dresses up mm. like a witch at one point. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. It's a very witchy role for me, so yeah. um, yep. I'm counting mm-hmm. it. So if those two... Um, we're in a cooking competition. Who would win? Oh, okay. If it's sushi, then <laughs> Ursula wins. Easy. But since that's, I don't know. Do you call that cooking? If it's if the fish is raw, I suppose you do. I don't want to insult um, sushi Chef. chefs over there. But I think versatility alone. Um, I I'm going to go with the um with the snow with the with the the queen the wicked queen but I but I wouldn't eat any of her food because she has the poisoned apple is the only food we see her prepare um, so I wouldn't eat it but I think that she would probably win. Yeah. I'm gonna go Ursula um, because I even though she is underwater 
like you say, we've only seen the apple from the other. And, and I feel like her mm-hmm. Ursula's cauldron was, um, you know, constantly bubbling. There was always something going oh, on there. Good point. I, I know how much you love fish. So that makes, <laughs> that makes sense. The um, yeah. I, you, that's a, a great point actually, because you know, she doesn't make the apples. And I have a sense that her servants do all her cooking for sure. her. So it's possible the wicked queen has never made anything. Whereas Ursula is at least making potions. Right. And has so that's a good eight, call. You yeah. know, with the arms and tentacles, I mean, eight tentacles and then arms. Right. So um, she might really yeah, be right. really dynamic in the kitchen. <laughs> um, okay. Two more. Um, The White Witch from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, as played by Tilda Swinton, versus Maleficent, as played by Angelina Jolie. (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) If they were contestants on The Bachelor. Okay, so the, is the bachelor the one where that means there's one bachelor and there's all the contestants vying for his affections? Is that what that that's Correct. that one? And I did purposely pick okay. the most badass, you know, balance yes. out the, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, love it, love it. Okay, I just did not watch those shows, so I just had to make sure I was thinking about the right. Uh, I had the right thing in mind. Okay, so um, I would love to see them both. That would get me to watch The Bachelor. Uh, I, I, yeah. Um, I let's see. Oh boy, who would prevail? I think you have. Whoa, no, no, that's so hard because I my instinct is to say Angelina Jolie. Um, that Maleficent mm-hmm. would uh, because it's Angelina Jolie, and I feel like you just don't get in her way. Um, but I don't know. But Tilda Swinton would not go down with like easily mm-hmm. right like she she would she would have something to say so oh that's hard i guess i'm gonna have to go i'm gonna have to i, I think Tilda Swinton. i think the white witch would uh no I, I i don't think so i think the white witch in the end is too brittle it's not about Tilda Swinton and angelina jolie i think the white witch ultimately is would would shatter uh under maleficent's uh gaze so uh, what i do you agree think? i think as we you know we see in the line of the witch in the wardrobe as the um land becomes unfrozen then you know um her uh persona changes changes so drastically but you know um that she's so tied to the the world in that way that i think um you know you couldn't certainly couldn't put her on bachelor in paradise I'll tell you that it's much much too human <laughs> um but yeah i wonder what our our listeners will think white witch or maleficent on the bachelor who will get the final rose? Weigh in. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag witch, witch. witch. Um, And then finally. Okay. The coven of witches from the craft. Mm. Or the Gryffindor women's dorm, including McGonagall, in a dance crew battle. Oh, okay. First of all, we should have done the craft. Yes. Um, the answer is sec- it's nineties and Iceland and witches. The answer is always the craft. <laughs> Why didn't you suggest the craft? Of it at that time. Uh, well, that maybe that could be like our Fourth of July episode. Perfect. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, uh, is this is a dance competition. Yes. So I'm. I yes. Oh. And I little shout out to all my fellow Good Place fans out there. Um, please picture this dance crew battle. 
So I, because until you mm-hmm. said that, I was saying clearly the Gryffindor women's yeah. dorm would, would, would prevail, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to say no. I think just because, um, there would be a lot of, um, uh, I, I don't know that they're quite organized enough given the variety of ages and everything. Um, they, unless there was this, although on the other hand, McConnell could probably do a spell that could get them all to dance. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to go with the Gryffindor women's um, uh, dormitory team because I think that McGonagall could do just about anything that she wanted. I agree. I, I, yeah, I, I'm trying to picture the um, group in the craft um, uh, doing that. And while the costuming would be great and there, they probably have a better performance face. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. They, the I think the the Gryffindor uh, it might look untidy at first, but I do mm-hmm. think um, under McGonagall's direction they would really snap it together and and do a great we'll job. Together, so, yeah. um, so that is which which. I love it. Can we can we invite our uh, listeners to also send? Maybe you already did this. I can't remember now. This has been such an episode. Um, so, but to send in their questions Please, too. Can, absolutely, can, uh, come up with um, a witch pairing, and um, or 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 threesome, um, and a scenario, <laughs> and let's um, let's as a community uh, figure out which witch. Play some witch witch. I love it. So thank you for playing. Good work. Well, now is the point in our podcast where we uh, stick a step back from this movie and figure out if it's a step forward or back for fearless women in front of and behind the camera. Is this movie progressive or regressive? Heislin, what say you? I say regressive. There were some, um, like we said, there were choices that were made and I'm, <laughs> I'm all for actors making choices. And, um, and so if you want, you know, if you want to see some performances that happen to be women, there are some in this movie, um, the, um, but, you know, we'll, I'll say regressive with an asterisk for um, Thor Birch, I think, did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, and that character is sort of the only thing that is pushing toward progress in this, mm-hmm. um, but still was not enough. You know, for me, um, uh, what is the name of uh, Sigourney Weaver in Aliens? Ripley. For me, Ripley was able to turn that to, you know, turn my um, meter to progressive. Um, this Thor Birch character was not enough mm-hmm. uh, to turn the dial for me, although that did um, her performance and her character um, got me through the movie. Uh, I would still say regressive. Tobin? Yeah, clearly. Uh, I agree. I think that um, in addition to what you have so eloquently said about the women in this movie, it's regressive in terms of male sexuality as well. As well. Um, and I think if you love this movie because of your nostalgia for it, that's awesome. And I, that, uh, you know, bless you, continue. Bless you. Ah! As the joke in this movie goes, but um, I will never watch this movie again. I will not show this movie to my kids. I don't want anything to do with this movie. And um, I hope that if you do love it, you recognize that it is a piece of shit. <laughs> and Maybe that's not that. nice. But yeah. <laughs> um, next up, I'm very excited. We are doing the 2016 Ghostbusters reboot. Our guest will be Dr. Dana Showalter, who is um, a, a communication professor 
and has written about um, women in media and specifically these women in this media. So um, we're very excited about that. That will be coming in two weeks on October 30th. Hey, Tobin, let's wrap up. Tell them where to find you. (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at Tobin Addington. You can find me on Twitter at SassyNerdMT. And you can find us at Facebook.com slash TheContendersPod or on Twitter at Contenders underscore pod. Give us a shout. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. We here at The Contenders are proud members of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can explore all their great shows, including a recent episode of Wistful Thinking, where you can hear their shot, their shots, including a recent episode of Wistful Thinking, where you can hear their thoughts on Hocus Pocus. I have not listened to this episode. I don't know if you have, but I I didn't listen to it because I hadn't seen the movie and I didn't want to know any more about the movie, but I am dying to go back and to hear what they thought. Of I, I, similarly, I, I wanted to record first so that yeah. I wasn't just cribbing or or arguing or, you know, right. anything. <laughs> so by the, by the time this is out, I will have listened and um, maybe they can play Witch Witch with us on Twitter and it will yes, be out. Yes, please. Witch Witch. So you can find all those shows at cageclub.me and you can keep tabs on all the Cage Club happenings on Twitter at Cage Club Pod. As always, thank you so much for listening. I am Tobin Addington. I am Aislinn Eddington, and we'll see you next time on The Contenders. The White Witch from The Lion, Lich, and the Wardrobe, as portrayed by Kate Blanchett. Uh, Tilda Swinton? Let's go back and let me do it again. Okay. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Okay. Look, I'll look it up right now. Okay. Um. Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, Tilda Swinton is the White Witch. Apologies. Let's do that again.